Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast. Yes, it's me, myself, and I. Here I'm talking about worldly events, sporting events, life events, things that matter to me and sometimes may matter to you. I don't have no idea if you care about what I say, but I created this podcast so I have an avenue to speak my mind, to talk about things I want to talk about. A lot of people are not sports fanatics and politics fanatics like that like that I am. So I have to go in two different worlds. Uh, I am someone with some form of, of, of stroke, cerebral palsy kind of mixture. Long story short, I was abandoned. Malnutrition, bad things happened to me. And then I decided that this is a good way to talk about stuff like that when I want to talk about it. But today, I really want to talk about sports. I want to talk about the MLB playoffs, and I want to talk about the the NFL. Because it's Thursday night. I got to get my podcast out there. I got to do it every Wednesday or every Thursday and Sunday night to Monday morning. It's kind of the way I want to do it. So before the games and the and the and then I want to talk about uh, the aftermath of what's happening. So we're going to start with playoffs. So this is unique. The Baltimore Orioles and and the L.A. Dodgers are both eliminated from the playoffs. Two of the best baseball teams out there are done. Now, this is something that only in baseball and maybe basketball, like the NBA basketball, this is the only thing that really makes it hurt for sports fans. You think when you have the best team out there, you think you have the best record, you think that you can run through the system, get to the playoffs, go to the MLB championship game or the NLB championship game, and then make it to the World Series. Not in baseball. Everything's about streaks. Everything's about not getting hurt on the wrong time. Everybody's, it's about being able to see the ball at the right time. And guess what? Kershaw, on his first game, he blew it. Didn't even make it into the first. He didn't even make it into the second inning. All right, folks? So, so Kershaw doesn't make it. By the time the third game shows up in Arizona, I am much more surprised than anyone else of what happened. Four to two. You know what? This is crazy. This is crazy. I had I was watching the game and I was, you know, playing a golf game on my phone, a WGT golf. Uh, that's one of my favorite and only arcadish arcade game or video game that I play. I don't have the PlayStation. I don't have the the Xbox. I don't play the PC stuff. I don't do that. But the only thing I do play is the WGT T golf. And it's probably because I'm a horrible a golf player in real life. So, 4-2. D-backs beat the Braves. And the, I mean, I'm sorry. The D-backs beat LA Dodgers. I'm trying to go to two different places at the same time. So, 
Here we go. So Lance Lyon is a was the pitcher last night, and and he had one of the strangest games I ever seen in my life. He goes through the first two innings, looking really nice, looking really cool, zero zero, nothing's happening, and then out of nowhere, he gives up four home runs in a row. I don't know if that's ever happened before. But you know what? I do feel bad. I feel bad for Lance Lyon. He gets traded from the White Sox, a real bad team in the in the American League, and goes to this dominant, dominant National League team with Mookie and Kershaw and anyone that you can think of. I look to be honest with you. I'm a Dodgers fan sometimes, and I'm not a Dodgers fan other times. I just like their uniforms. But you, but this is crazy. So he gives up four home runs. He gives up four home runs to Horrendo, Perdimo. He gives up one to Kita Marte, Christian Walker, Gabriel Marino, Marino. I can't even pronounce those names. I, again, I want to tell people that I have a speech pyramid. So, so excuse my uh, ex- excuse my inability to p- pronounce names that I can't or I can't pronounce. So, there I am watching the game and four home runs go off. And I'm gonna tell you something, Lance Lyon, Mr. Lyon himself. It, it looked like he lost. Vis- velocity of the ball and it was just kind of coasting into home plate and and all these four guys just whop it out there just kill it just boom 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 four in a row like four bombs four can i mean like four bazookas going off at the same time i mean i just don't know how to explain lance lyon's uh, career. I guess that's how you describe his 2023 Major League Baseball career. Right there. That's it. So, I I want to reach out to Lance. I hope that you don't have this as a way of uh, putting down your confidence. I want you to actually uh, don't worry about it. Um, come back next year. Work out a little bit better. Uh, I would definitely, would I would definitely, if in your case, stay with the Dodgers. If the Dodgers keep you, uh, I think you'd be a better bullpen pitcher. For some reason, I think guys who are iffy as a starter, and you don't have to pitch every inning, and you only have to pitch maybe two to three pitch uh, hitters, you might be a lot better off. But saying that, let's go to the Phillies and uh, the Phillies and the and the Braves. The Braves is the huge overdog, right? The huge big dog. Yeah, the Phillies. The Phillies with Bryce Harper, my ba- my favorite baseball player right now. You know why? Because he goes out there and he wants to play. He he came out slow in the beginning of the year of the year because of his elbow. He wears a huge cast in the beginning of the year. And he plays, well, he started as DH. 
and he goes to first base, which I am very surprised on how good he is at first place. Maybe I'm underrating or overrating first base because, you know, as a baseball fan, it's not always the easiest position, but it's not always the most difficult position. I think shortstop and third base and the catcher is the most difficult other than the pitcher. The pitcher, to me, is the most difficult because you have to be focused. Every pitch that goes into the home plate, you got to know who you're throwing the ball to, where the weak spots are, where the strong spots are, where you don't want to throw the ball as a pitcher, where you want to leave the ball off the plate at all times. But Bryce Harper, first base, man, hits two home runs. So we got two guys on there, and it's already one to zero. And Nick Hestolonius hits a home run first. So it's one zero. Two guys on. Bryce Harper gets up to play to you know to play. And he rockets it. Shoots it up in the air. Just bombs it. It's the best home run. It's probably the best home run I've seen all this year. He just kills it. He looked him he made it look like it was super duper easy. And and to come find out, he uh he makes his rounds and he stares down Mr. Orlando Arcia. Arcia makes comments about uh, Bryce Harper miscalculating his uh, his uh, his running to second base and get into a double play. So Bryce Harper messes up in game one and uh, and. Arcia makes a comment on Twitter, and Bryce Harper doesn't say much. It doesn't say nothing at all, and he kills it, and he stares him down. He stares Orlando down as he's making the rounds. I think that's old-time old baseball. That's what baseball is, is really about. I was more surprised that they didn't uh, beam him or hit him in the second time around at, at, play, at, the, at the plate. But, you know, it's the playoffs. It's how it works. It's how, it's what we live for. It's what we die for. This is, this is October. This is what, you know, baseball is all about. This is, you want to win a championship. You want to get there. You want to be a World Series champion. And the Phillies, the Phillies, I think, are very strong. They, I don't, I think the whole lineup is really strong. They got uh, Casanova. Up at bat, you got Bryce Harper, you got Turner up there, you got just everything is just melting perfectly for the for the for the Phillies. I at this point I really do think the Phillies are gonna win the World Series. So moving on. Moving on to the NFL. This is NFL Thursday primetime TV or prime TV. It's on um, Amazon. I'm not. I'm not really. Gr- I don't really like the games on Amazon because I think most of us don't want to have Amazon or don't want to have another subscription to a TV 
that's just to me it's just kind of hot hogwash but but we'll go to the NFL Thursday night football Denver Broncos Kansas City Chiefs here we go one and four against four and one you got the Denver Donkeys who are horrible you got Russell Wilson can't figure out how to throw the football no more uh, Sean Payton is in there trying to save the day. Everything's looking real bad against the Kansas City Chiefs, which is probably one of the hottest teams out there. Kelsey is going to play tonight. Count on him. If you have him on your fantasy football team, there he is. He's going to play. I don't know how much he's going to play, but he's going to play. So here we go. So we got... I'll go through I'll go through the wins and loss streaks. So the Broncos last five games, the loss to to the Jets, 31-21. They won the Bears, the beat the Bears, 31-28. And then the loss to Miami, 70-20, which is one of the worst losses of all time. Then you got Washington Redskins, which is the commanders. Let's call them the Redskins again because they belong to be they belong to the natives to represent them in some form or shape so the commanders are the Redskins 35 to 33 they lose to them and then they lose to to LA to uh, the Vegas uh, Raiders 1716 one of the ugliest games in the world I can't imagine watching that game but the Chiefs are on a four game winning streak they beat Minnesota Vikings, 27-20. Jefferson gets hurt. Justin Jefferson gets hurt in that game. So if you're out there, Justin Jefferson is not going to be playing. Uh, there's word out there that there's word out there that Kirk Cousins is on a trading block, which I really don't know why because there's no one out there that would need a, a mediocre above quarterback that Kirk Cousins Michigan State guy, Michigan guy. Uh, he resorts in Holland. He's got a place in Saugatuck or wherever it is. He grew up in Holland. Great guy, great kid. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big Michigan State fan, but, you know, I kind of have to be nice to him because he's a, he's, he's a Michiganer. So Justin Jefferson's out. Look at that. Near, okay, the next game. New York, uh, New York Jets, they beat them 23-20. to 20. That was a close game. I can't tell you the over-under on that game because I'm not going to because I don't care, but that game was a lot closer than it should be. Uh, the Chiefs beat the Chicago Bears 41-10. Jacksonville 17-9. That was a surprise that that uh, Jacksonville, it was a weird game. It seemed like the Jacksonville Jaguars, it just seemed like they weren't ready. It just seemed that they weren't there. So here we go. So they lose the Detroit Lions. It's my team, my favorite team. I got Jared Goff as my quarterback. I got Detroit Lions as my uh, as my uh, defense on my uh, fantasy football. Uh, over 2,000 people on Yahoo dropped the Detroit Lions defense. I don't know why, 
I mean, you kind of, I don't know why people keep going back and forth, and I don't know why people go keep going back and forth on the fact that, on the fact that they keep changing defenses. I think that's kind of stupid unless you have a real bad defense. So the over-under in, in this game here, folks, it's going to be 10 and a half points for the for the Broncos plus 10 and a half. They have the over under is 46.5. I'm going to tell you this folks, this is what I would do. I would definitely lower down the over under simply because you don't know if Kelsey's going to stay through the whole game. He'll probably play in the first half. The game will probably be like 17 or 3 or 20 to 3 or something something in that region and then what's probably going to happen is that by the third in the by the third quarter with about 8 minutes to go they'll probably sit down Kelsey cuz the score will probably be like 27 to 3 I don't see how they're going to score I don't know how the uh, the the, uh, the donkeys going to score <laughs> and thanks to Sean he's he's uh he's made he's calling the donkeys he hates he hates Denver's fans wow so again Sean's not here today so I'm kind of doing them by myself um Mahomes should we have a field day uh Pacheco is one of my running backs in my fantasy football teams uh when I picked him up I thought he would do a lot better. I thought he would do a lot more, but it doesn't seem in that shape and form that he's going to do that. I think he's going to be a mediocre running back. I don't. He should be a lot better than what he's than what he's doing. But here we go. Then, then we'll go to the Baltimore Ravens and the Tennessee Titans. Titans. Good Lord, I can't pronounce anything. All right. The question of the game, the question of this game is going to be this. Are Baltimore Ravens quarterback going to help Lamar Jackson? I think these guys, these these wide receivers for Lamar Jackson are a-holes. I'm going to say this the nicest way possible. You drop three passes. Two of them are over 30 yards. And you can't keep the eye on the football. And I don't want to hear you saying, oh, the sun's in my eye, or I misstepped, or I misjumped. These guys are horrible. And is old Beckham going to play? Please, for the love of God, if you're not going to play football and you just want to get paid, then become an announcer or become a broadcaster or start your own podcast and how ridiculous your life is. Okay? So they have the Ravens 68% chance to beat Tennessee. I'm going to say this clear. I don't know why they have 68.7% because that seems a bit too high. Simply because Lamar Jackson's doing everything. He's running. He's passing. The, running, uh, the wide receivers are dropping footballs. Tannehill. I think Tannehill is not a great quarterback, but... He's got the support cast. He's got A.J. Brown. He's got Henry. He's got a stabilized offensive line. Can Tannehill stop making bad mistakes? That is the question of the day. That really is the question of the day. So if you look at 
If you look at, uh, let's see here, what am I doing? So if you want to look at stats, and I'm going to look at these stats right here. I got to go down, go down, go down, go down, go down. So Tannehill has got only two touchdowns and five interceptions, all right? So apologize for no air for a, for a second. Remember, if Lamar Jackson's going to throw that many interceptions or about two interceptions or, or, or in the same game, I'm picking the Ravens. But if the Ravens cannot stop A.J. Brown and the defense have to go back to a 3-4 th- and, and stop the pass game, that means that means Henry's going to have a field day. So I really still don't know why they picked. I really don't know why they picked uh, the Ravens to be that high. I think it's a trap game. I think this could be a really trap game. It's a away game. It's going to be a little colder. I know that both teams have played in the cold before, but without a sporting cast, I'm going to tell you this, folks. I'm, supp- I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to look at the over-under here, folks. Over-under in this game. Between the Titans and uh, and, uh, and uh, Ravens. Give me a minute. Give me a second. Oh, no, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want. Give me, give me, give me, give me NFL. NFL. All right. They've got four points for Baltimore Ravens. Minus 115. they got plus Tennessee Titans. Minus 105. So they got plus four for the Titans. They got over under is 41.5. I could see that happening. I could see at least 20 points each. And again, this is going to really have to deal with the Ravens wide receivers. Can they catch a football? If they can catch a football, they can score at least 21 points at least. With Lamar Jackson able to run anywhere he wants to, he'll go and at least get one touchdown on his feet, and he should be able to throw at least two touchdowns with his arm. So that's possible. That's very, very, very possible. So we'll move on to the next game. The next game. I do not like how ESPN plays this out. All right. Here's an interesting game. We got... We got the Washington Commanders and Atlanta Falcons. So, Atlanta Falcons quarterback is is on a winning streak at home. He's never lost. A, he's never lost in college. He's never lost at home with Atlanta Falcons. Deshaun Desmond Ritter. He's got 1,000 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions. His quarterback rating is very low, 42.8. You know, he's kind of the guy that you might want to pick up on your fantasy football team for a bye week. I wouldn't want him to be my starting quarterback. That's something that's kind of iffy in itself. I think he's a guy. He's got a lot of learning to do. He's got his first year. Uh, they uh, let's go to let's talk about you know what I'm gonna do them a favor I'm gonna talk about the Washington Commanders uh, quarterback Sam Howell 
1,300 yards, six touchdowns, six interceptions, another 48.3. I might pick him up as my backup quarterback when Goff is not playing. So that'd be an interesting feed. Uh, let's go to. Let's go to. They have. They have. 58% chance that the Falcons are going to win. Uh, that's probably fair and reasonable. I I would tell you that the Commanders are on a three-game losing streak. They lost to the Bears, 40 to 40 to 20, which that was a weird game to watch. It was like them not learning. They didn't know how to play football against the Bears. I don't know how you do not know how to play against the Bears. The Washington Commanders are two and three and one and one on the road. They have Atlanta Falcons three and two, three and zero at home. So that's very very uh, mysterious, and how the Washington Commanders play. Uh, the loss to Philadelphia, thirty-four to thirty-one. In overtime, Philly got lucky. Uh, they lost to Buffalo Bills, 37-3. That was a not a shocker because the Buffalo Bills were coming off on the first week of the NFL with a loss. So I think they kind of put it to the commanders. Uh, the, they beat Denver Donkeys, 35-33. They beat Arizona 20 to 16, so they started real well. Started kind of surprised. Uh, the Falcons, the Falcons, are on a one-game winning streak. They beat Houston Texans, C.J. Strong's team, rookie from Ohio State. They lost to Jacksonville Jaguars in England, 23 to seven. I thought there would be more points on that game. Uh, Detroit Lions, they lost to Detroit 20-6 at Detroit. Detroit is looking very strong. The beat Green Bay Packers. The first two games of Love's career, he wasn't doing so well, but he wasn't doing so bad. The Green Bay Packers lost that game, and Atlanta Falcons got lucky. Very, very lucky. Uh, Carolina, they beat Carolina 24-10 to start the year. So that's something that's phenomenal. I think everything's phenomenal for some reason, folks. So here we go. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, well, I'm going to go the over-unders of the Washington Commanders. Uh, plus two and a half, minus two and a half for the Falcons. Uh, over-unders, 42.5. Uh, I should also talk about the money line is minus 136. You know what? I really don't know. I really do not know about this game because I have a feeling that the commanders are going to win this game. I don't know why. I don't think they have as much. Well, they have about equal talent of the Falcons. But I do think that sooner or later the Falcons are going to lose. And I think this is type one of those games that it's going to be kind of a sleeper for them. You know, they're going to look at themselves and feel good about themselves. And bam, Washington's going to wake up and score points where they're not supposed to. And it'll be really a timing moment for the Washington Commanders to score. So, I am picking the Commanders to win this game. Just because Riddler has got way too much of a, a great record to start out his 
NFL career. Uh, you know, here we go. I'm going. Let's go. Let's go to. Let's go to this game. Let's go to this game that's very mysteriously. Let's go to the Cincinnati against Seattle. And Seattle is three and one. Cincinnati is is two and three. Now, the strange thing about this game is you got Joe Barrow, one of the best quarterbacks out there. You got uh, you, you got uh, Mixon, who's supposed to be a phenomenal running back. He's only got one touchdown, 50, uh, 84 carries, 328 yards. And, you know, I just, it's a weird game. This is a weird team for, you know, for Cincinnati because I feel like Joe Barrow isn't really supposed to be playing. I think he's hurt. I think his ankle is bad or his foot. I don't know what's wrong with him. Some people tell me it's his back. Some people tell me it's his ankle, his foot, or his leg. I don't know what is going on with, with Joe Barrow. But I can see this happening. They can win this game because because of only because of Geno Smith. Now, everyone wants a dog on Geno Smith, but I think under pressure, he's not that good. I think he got very lucky last year, so let's praise him about that. Uh, Geno Smith has got... 84 from 20, 123, 846 yards, five touchdowns, one interception. Good thing about him. Doesn't throw interceptions right now. All right? So to tell you the truth, I don't know what you're looking at, but I have to give you the over-under of this game. And I hate how ESPN, I hate, yeah, I don't like ESPN platform but here we go they got Seattle plus two and a half so they got minus 104 Cincinnati Bengals minus two and a half obviously minus 118 the money line is one minus 158 for the Bengals plus 134 for Seattle the over/under is 44.5. Tell the truth, 21 to 24 is 45. So that could happen, but I don't know how bad Joe Barrow's health is. When I mean health, I mean his injuries. So they got Seattle on ESPN at 53.5 percent chance of winning, over 46.1 of the Bengals. Stay away from this game. Don't bet it because both teams are really complex. I feel like they are not a good betting line for any for for any reason. Seattle does have a three-game winning streak. They beat the New York Giants twenty-four to three. The Giants are bad, horrible. That is a misconception of Seattle. Seattle probably wasn't that good if they only beat them by. By 21 points. So they beat Carolina 37 to 27. Carolina is not that good either. They got Bryce Young. Bryce Young's a rookie quarterback, struggling out of his mind. Uh, I don't know why they have him as a starter. He should be on the bench. 
Please put that poor kid on the bench. Let him watch film. Let him see the football field. Sometimes it works. They beat the Detroit Lions 37-31 to 31 in overtime. Detroit had the chance. Seattle capitalized. Good for Seattle. I think that game was the win and loss between the coaches. I think sometimes Campbell has not yet conquered his coaching skills when it comes down to calling plays or calling timeouts or any way and shape of what I'm talking about. They lose to L.A. Rams 38, I'm sorry, 30 to 13. And then they lose to the Green Bay Packers 19 to 5. That was a surprise. The Bengals here. They beat Arizona 34 to 20. Arizona's not that good. They Kai Murray isn't playing. I don't know what he's doing anymore. Uh, they lose to Tennessee 27 to 3. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I, I just don't know why Tennessee's that good. Uh, they the Bengals beat the Rams. 19 to 16, which doesn't tell you much. Besides, you got two bad offenses going at each other. They lose to Baltimore, 27 to 24, and then they lose to the to the Browns, 24 to 3. Stay away from the same game parlay. That's all I got to tell you. Because Joe Barrow, you don't know what what player is going to be. You just don't. Uh, Seattle, I wouldn't go in the same game parlay. I may, uh, I might put this game in a parlay and other parlays, but, I mean, it's 50-50. Basically, ESPN's calling it 50-50. So, uh, I would stay away from that game, to be honest with you. Uh, let's go to... Yeah, here's a good game to talk about. Indianapolis Colts against Jacksonville. Two, three, and two teams. Now, this is going to be interesting because Jacksonville has played in Europe or Great Britain for the last two weeks. And basically, they're 5-0 and oh in Europe. So basically, I, what I'm trying to tell you, I think the Jaguars are going to be could be called London Jaguars in about 10 years. I'm going to tell you why. I don't think Jacksonville has a population of 300,000 or even 200,000 who cares about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last time I heard, that's NASCAR country. So I can see in the future the Jaguars will go to England or London and be the London Jaguars, and it will match the car, the Jaguars, which was created in England. So that'd be unique. But here we go. Trevor Lawrence is the man. He's going to be the next Tom Brady. He's going to be better than Mahomes. Yeah, I said he's going to be better than Mahomes. Now, why he's going to be better than Mahomes? Because Mahomes is going to get hurt, running around, looking like he's not injured but is injured and when the playoffs start he's going to be injured but Trevor Lawrence he's got 
He's got a supporting cast. Let's talk about this kid. He's got Itini. I got Itini on my fantasy football. I picked him up right away because I knew Lawrence is a good, is a good combination team for, for Mr. Itini Jr. Itini's got 96 carries, 396 yards, and three touchdowns. I should also go over Trevor Lawrence's stats. 121 for 180, I think. 1,200 yards passing and five touchdowns, two interceptions. So he's doing better than Dak Prescott. Anthony Anthony Richards for the Colts. Who's going to start that game? If it's going to be Anthony Richardson, I'm going to put my money, all my money on, on the Jaguars. If it's going to be that Michitsu, can't pronounce that guy's name, the guy that's been floating around from Philadelphia now to the Colts, he's going to be the next, the, the next Nick Foles that won the Super Bowl with uh, with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles as the starting quarterback. So, at the end of the year, of course, he gets credit for winning that Super Bowl. But, Majitsu, he's not going to be a starter. He's going to get screwed. I feel bad for him because he should have a starting position. I think a good place for, for Majitsu should be Probably the Minnesota Vikings. If if they want a backup quarterback for the uh, for the Colts, Cousins will make a good fit. If the Vikings want a new starting quarterback, I mean Jitsu is the man. I think he should get a chance. I think it's fair. Um, life goes on. That's what sports is about: adjusting, moving on, and moving on. Here's, here's, a, here's a kind of the story of the day for the Colts, though, is the running back. You got Zach, Moore, Zach Moss, and then you got Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor just signed a huge contract, three years with the Colts. Makes me wonder. Zach Moss, what are they going to do with Zach Moss? He's got 89 carries, about 445 yards and three touchdowns. Now you're going to have... A running back combination. Every other play, I don't know how they're going to do that. And then you still got Pittman Jr. in in the wideout position. So if Anthony Richardson can stay healthy, or if Machichu can can stay healthy or not get hurt, the Colts could go somewhere. So we also want to. We also want to emphasize the over-under here. And as I'm looking at my phone on this, uh, let me go back up to the Colts. Aha. So they got the Jaguars minus 4.5, so minus 102 plus 4.5 for the Colts. So minus 120 plus 164 for the money line, 196. Minus 196 for the Jacksonville Jaguars. The over-under, 44.5. You know, this is actually be a good game for an 
in a, in a within the same game parlay. Because you can get maybe maybe you can put Trevor Lawrence as an over under in passing yards. He's got Christian Kirk, and I got him on my fantasy football team, and he's phenomenal. I love this kid. Uh, Etienne Jr. He didn't really do much last week as a running back, uh, but I think he's going to blow out this week. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, you could put Jonathan Taylor as your same game parlay and have him run at least 50 yards. I think he'll go. I think he'll get that, or even Zach Moss for 50, for 50 yards. You could put them both, and then you could put probably put. I would almost wait and see which starting quarterback they're going to have. But I got a feeling that Anthony Richardson's going to get hurt again. I don't know why. I don't want him to get hurt. That'd be awful, awful, awful. So as my computer, it keeps going on freeze mode. Not really freeze, but it it saves energy. Um, Well, I guess the better the game for Carolina Panthers and Miami Dolphins is going to be how many points is Carolina going to lose by? Because Miami's at home. They got Tariq Hill. They got Tua as a quarterback. God bless America. Bryce Young is the Carolina Panthers quarterback. I mean, I really do feel bad for this kid. But it's a learning curve. So the Panthers are 0-5. They haven't won a game yet. The Miami Dolphins are 4-1. If you're on a suicide pool, haven't picked the Miami Dolphins yet. Miami's a team to do it. Uh, let's see. Tua's got 119 for 166. 1,600 yards and 11 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. That's overachieving right now. I don't see anything stopping them besides themselves and injuries. Miami should run a run away with the, with the division. And they should get far in the playoffs. Uh, unfortunately for Miami, this might be one of those games that's kind of uh, not, I wouldn't say a trap game because they're going to win. I would say that if you pick the over-under, you might want to go with the lower over of, or at least go with the under because they don't have their Devon Echin. Uh, he blew his knee, so they don't have him no more. So they got to find a new guy. Hopefully a new guy comes in and replaces him and Miami keeps going on and on. So Unfortunately for Devin Echin, he had 38 carries, 460 yards, five touchdowns, 12.1 per carry, but he's out. So all you fantasy football fans out there, you like you know, you probably already dropped him. And by the way, don't think that he's coming back because I did that with um, Derrick Henry last year or not the year before when he got hurt with Achilles heel. Not Achilles, but ACL. And uh, I kept him thinking he would come back in the playoffs. That didn't happen. So you might as well just drop him. Uh, let's see. No dead air. I'm sorry. 
So I'm not going to go through any of the games with the Panthers because they all lost. So there's no reason to go through that game. The Dolphins, though, the one last five games, no, last four out of five, they beat the Giants 31-16. They lost to Buffalo Bills 48-20. That was a letdown for that game that they beat the Donkeys. 70 for over 20. They beat the... To be the England Patriots, 24 to 17. Uh, again, Mac Jones is not the man for that team. And Belichick is probably on his way out. Uh, I don't think he's going to be in the NFL much longer. I think the Kraft family are going to get rid of him. There's another, I mean, there's a better way of saying get rid of him. Um, so if you got to go over under on this game, I would ESPN no longer does this over under, but uh, the Dolphins are the Dolphins are thirteen and a half points favorites, so they're minus one fifteen. Dolphins are plus thirteen and a half, obviously, so that's minus one hundred five. The money line is not even worth picking. Uh, the over under is forty seven point five. Do I think the Panthers can score 35 points? Yes. Do I think they will go out of the way to destroy another team? Probably, but I think for the respect of the game and sending the guys out in the fourth quarter like Tyreek Hill and, and, and Tua, I think they might send them both out just because. The Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears to the NFC North Division teams. This can happen better for Detroit than anything else for Detroit. Having two bad teams go at each other. You got Minnesota Vikings with, without uh, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson, for the rest of maybe like six weeks. Uh, Cook Cousins. You know, a lot of a lot of you Michigan fans, Michigan State fans, love him. Uh, made it a quarterback, uh, made it in, in the NFL. I think you're a very great guy. I just don't think that you're going to get another starting job again if you get traded. You've been there for five years. Uh, Stefan Diggs left you guys after that first year of you signing. Uh, could Justin Jefferson be the next Calvin Johnson on a mid-Urker team? Probably. I mean, I almost compare Kirk Cousins to Matthew Stafford. But Matthew Stafford is a little bit better. So, the Bears. Justin Fields. Gotta love this kid for his heart and soul. His third year, he's gonna be off that rookie contract. Um... Here, let me go up. So Justin Fields has almost 1,200 yards, 1,143 yards, 94 for 152, 11 touchdowns, five interceptions. So I think if you're a fantasy football guy, I think you keep Justin Fields, let him run ratchet. I think as long as he never gets hurt, he knows how to run out of bounds. It'd be a good team to – he'd be – a good 
player to keep. Kirk Cousins got 13 touchdowns, four interceptions, almost 1,500 yards as well. 137 two over 137 uh, completions over 204 attempts. Um, his rating will go down because Jefferson Jefferson is out. Um, the, the running backs for the Vikings, you know, Madison isn't the guy that they hope for him to be. I think that's part of the reason why the Vikings are struggling with a running game. They don't have a running game. Uh, Herbert for the Bears, no touchdown, 51 carries, 272 yards. This is why you need a running back so your quarterback doesn't have to do the running and the passing and he doesn't have to be everywhere. If your running back is always running, he's going to be out of breath half of the game and half of the play calls and then be fourth down right away. So Justin Fields needs a better support cast. Uh, let's see here. Derek Moore, I think, for... For... No, that's not his. DJ Moore. DJ Moore scored 49 points on Fantasy Football. PPR League, I think. You know why? Because the guy who I played against last week scored 49 points on me. It was nuts. I thought I might lose, but I now I'm still four and one. I beat him. Thank God for all my other teammates on my team. So the over under on this game. Oh my God, here we go. The over under. Oops, 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 oops. The over under on the Bears and the Vikings. One, both one and four teams. They actually have the Bears plus three points. And they have the Vikings minus three, which is nuts. I would almost take that plus three of the Chicago Bears. I have a feeling the Bears are going to win this game. Uh, the over-under is 43.5. Jefferson's not on the field. Kirk Cousins struggles without his ace. I'm going to say under 43 because I don't think Either teams are going to score a lot of points. I think that's going to be kind of sloppy. I think just I think the defense for the Vikings is not that bad, but sooner or later those guys are going to get hurt. They'll be on the football field way too long. If you have the Vikings defense on your fantasy football, hold your breath and hope they don't get hurt. So moving on to the next game. The San Francisco Giants. Giants. I'm thinking baseball right now. San Francisco 49ers. Cleveland Browns. This is a pretty for the for, for San Fran. And this kid's got it. This kid is awesome. This kid is 98 for 136. Just over, just under. 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, no interceptions. San Fran is 5-0, and 5-0, and 2-0 and on the road. Cleveland Browns are 2-2 two and 2-1. Two and two and uh, Deshaun Watson, I don't know. He's got 65 attempts. I mean, 
completions for 102 attempts, only 678 yards, four touchdowns, two, two interceptions. I'm not even looking at how many rushing yards he has. He should probably do that as well just to make it more relevant. Um, here you go. So, yeah, thank God for ESPN. ESPN does not even have his rushing yards at all. But saying that, he's had four touchdowns only, two interceptions, only 678 yards. This is kind of the bummer for for the Cleveland Browns. You guys have a great team, great defense. You, you got uh, Chubbs, and Chubbs is hurt for some reason. I don't know where Chubbs is. Uh, Ford is taking his place. He's only got 50 carries, 186 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Christian, McCarf Christian McCaffrey has got... 99 carries and 510 yards with seven touchdowns. What could you ask for more out of running back? This guy is phenomenal. He kind of reminds me of that Bobby Lane of the Detroit, of the Detroit Lions, even though those two guys play two different positions, but they were much alike, a beast. The wideout that I have is my man. No, actually, I don't have this guy on my fantasy football team, but I had him on a, on a parlay, which hit. Mr. Ayuk. Ayuk. I'm sorry again for not pronouncing your name again. Uh, 21 receptions. Brandon Ayuk. 21 receptions, 378 yards, two touchdowns, 18.0 per catch, per run. With the catch, this is a phenomenal player. I like this player. I wish I picked him up on my fantasy football team. I'd be very happy with him. Um, let's go down to the streaks. 49ers are 5-0. 47-10. and 10. The Dallas Cowboys suck. They're horrible. Tech Deck Prescott throws for three interceptions in a row. How do you do that? I have no idea. You're on a primetime TV. Everyone's watching you, and you're a big old letdown for the rest of the world. The Dallas Cowboys are is not America's team no more. It's the Detroit Lions, for God's sake. So the over-under in this game, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, if I can read and find it, I'd be great at my job doing this. Oh my god, I can't find it. Alright, here we go. Eight and a half points for the 49ers, minus 105, plus eight and a half for Cleveland, minus 115. The money line is four minus 420. It's not even worth taking the money line. So if you're gonna put this on parlay, it makes more sense. But if you're gonna do a in-game parlay, that makes a lot more sense. Uh, the over-under is 37.5. It's pretty low for a game with the 49ers. They scored 42 points last week. That's possible. I don't think Cleveland Browns that bad. I think they just need to be more efficient. Um, 
tell you the truth, I would put, I would use the 49ers as a same game parlay. This would be a pretty good game for a same game parlay. Per Prudy for how many yards he's going to pass. He let me down with only like 262, no, 242 yards. I have him over under last week. And he only, I, I had, he only had 242 yards. It was a landslide. Thanks for the Dallas Cowboys. They, they ruined my parlay. Thank you so much, you pricks. So the Browns here lost to the, lost to Baltimore 20 to three. Oh, that was a huge letdown. Tennessee Titans they beat them 27 to three, which is backwards. Uh, Pittsburgh 26 22. We all knew that was going to be a close game. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals. 24 to 3. The Bengals are struggling. They lost to Kansas City, 33 to 32. Again, stay away from the money line. Uh, unless you're going to take Cleveland Browns and they win, which I don't know if they will, but I don't think they are. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Uh, holy cow, I'm going for an hour here, folks. Uh, Oh, this is a good one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. New Orleans and Houston Texans. Derek Carr against C.J. Strong. You got a three and two team. You got a two and three team. Houston's one and one at home. Two and one for on the away for the New Orleans Saints. Derek Carr's got. 98 for 150, four touchdowns, two interceptions, uh, 946 yards. I wish they would stop using that kid Hill as a running uh, wildcat offense for for the Saints. I think they should put him as a slot receiver and keep him at a slot receiver and teach him all the routes. I think it'd be phenomenal. Or even in the, in the backfield. Somewhere in the backfield, got to keep Hill on the football field. Make it happen. C.J. Strong for Texans, 114 for 186. 1,400 yards, almost 1,500. Seven touchdowns. This kid figured it out. He figured out the NFL. Uh, I think it's a surprise to me how well he's doing. I'm very surprised uh, for someone from Ohio State, actually. So, here's a disappointment for the Saints. Mr. Elvin Carmera, 33 carries, 131 yards, one touchdown, 4.0. Is he hurt? I don't know. Uh, he needs to be better for, for the Saints in order for the Saints to at least win more games. Uh, We got Damian Pierce, 84 carries, 247 yards, one touchdown, 2.9 carry per yard. Another letdown. Houston needs help. Houston needs help. So, saying that over under game. Oh my goodness. The over under of this game is going to be. One and a half points. 
minus 115 for New Orleans Saints. The Texans are plus 105. I mean, I'm sorry, plus 1.5, minus 105. I mean, I mean, this game is minus 24 for money line for the Saints. The over-under is 42.5. I would go under. I don't, I don't I don't know. I mean, this is a weird game. I think both defense suck, so I might be completely wrong. It could be over 42 points. Uh, Houston's is plus 106. So if, I guess if you put them in a parlay, in a other game parlay, this could happen for you, but I don't. I don't really see the reason why you put this game in a parlay. You can win money, you can lose money, but anybody can lose and win. Do we need to talk about the New England Patriots and the Vegas Raiders? I guess we should. Since I'm going just over an hour. Well, this is interesting. They only have... The Vegas, oh, they the Raiders only fifty-five point six, fifty-five point six percent chance of winning this game. Patriots forty-four point zero chance, one and four, one and one on away for Patriots. Vegas is two and three, one and one. You know Guapolo. I don't know what to tell you. I, I don't like Guapolo. I think he's Overrated. Mac Jones is never going to be ready for the NFL. Um, he got pulled twice out of the game. I would strongly pick the Oakland Raiders all the way. Uh, I don't even think that Mac Jones should even start. It'd be like Zappa is probably going to start this game. Uh, Garoppolo's got. 86 for 125, 917, 917 yards, six touchdowns, seven interceptions. Could you be killing Devontae Adams' career, shooting him in the foot? Devontae Adams is going to ask for a trade. I guarantee you, in the middle of the year, you know who should sign him? Detroit Lions. Please, Detroit, sign him. Let's see here. Jacobs, 82 carries for the Raiders, 235 yards, two touchdowns, not big numbers. I think he's going on a downhill career sprout. I think he peaked when when the Raiders were bad, I guess, with Carr. Well, guess what happened, folks? So here I am. I got to talk about this. So J- Jacob Lee Myers which I accidentally dropped, is probably going to be the number one receiver if Devontae Adams leaves, which I don't think Devontae Adams is going to leave, but I think he's going to ask for a trade if the team's that bad. So saying that, if you have Jacob up Myers, keep him on your team. Uh, it seems like that Garoppolo, of all people, love this kid a lot more than Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams to get double team. If he keeps getting double team, Myers is going to get a lot more football. But coming from the weeks ahead, they're probably going to put two guys on Myers or at least play 
zone defense. Well, I really think they need to play man to man and have one guy over top of both these guys, Devontae Adams and and Jacoby Myers. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, so I think I'm going to have to talk about the over-under on this game. Well, this is crazy. Two and a half points for the Raiders over the New England Patriots. That's nuts. Go all over this. Land of landmine. They're going to win this game. I don't know why. I don't know. I do not know why FanDuel has this for only two and a half points. Uh, the over-under is 41 and a, and a half. Do I think both teams are going to score points? Yeah. Do I think they're going to score 41? Yeah. I would almost put a... I would just put this on a multi-game parlay. And you know you're going to win a multi-game parlay if you put games together with uh, with the Raiders. I will say that. Last but not least, I want to talk about the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions are minus 3, minus 120 uh, at Tampa Bay, plus 3. For Tampa, minus 102. 42.5 is over under. Uh, you know, let me go back to my computer. And uh, let's, oh my gosh. Let's go back to the platform of the games. Where is my Detroit Lions? Let's see here. Troy Lions and Tampa Bay. 4-1, and 2-0 on the road. 3-1, and 1-1 one for Tampa Bay. Uh, Jared Goff. This is a game that Jared Goff really needs to win. Not because Detroit has a 4-1 record and they don't want to get into a losing streak, but Jared Goff needs to prove to himself that he's a road, he's a road quarterback or he plays well on the road. It seems as though when he's not at home, he doesn't play well at all. I think that you, it, anyone that has this over under, or you're picking Tampa Bay over the Bucking, or Tampa Bay over the Detroit Lions, you could cover that. That is that is a game that you could cover, just because Jared Goff. I think you know you're saying Brown. If he can't get the ball to St. Brown, he can't get the ball to Laporta. Uh, if Montgomery has an off day running, and I don't know why Gibbs isn't playing, uh, this is a game that D- Detroit could lose if they are not careful about just staying aggressive. Goff has to be very confident. Goff is, you know, I'll tell you the stats for Goff. 111 for 159, almost 1,300 yards, nine touchdowns, three interceptions. Those three interceptions are probably on the road. Didn't look that up. Sorry about that. Baker Mayfield, 87 for 125, seven touchdowns, two interceptions, just over under 
900 yards. Uh, Montgomery, 88 carries, six touchdowns, 371 yards. But the six touchdowns are basically one game. So that's misleading a little bit. And then, and then Mr. White for, for the Tampa Bay. He's got 63 carries, one touchdown, um, 206 rushing, not great. Detroit's defensive line can stop the running game. I think they'll give Baker Mayfield a lot of trouble. Uh, uh, Gordon might be double covered. Uh, Mike Evans, you know, if you can cover him, you'd be good. I don't really think that that Tampa Bay has a great tight end. Detroit should win this game if Goff isn't playing like the way he does on the road. If he plays like he's at home, it should be an easy game. Baker, don't don't miscount Mr. Baker Mayfield because he'll make that game more interesting than you can ever imagine. This thing keeps shutting off. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Tampa Bay's got a one-game winning streak over the New Orleans. 26-9. They lost to Philly, 25-11. They beat the Bears, 27-17. They beat Minnesota Vikings, 20-17. Uh, the Bears, they beat the Bears 27-17. The Minnesota Vikings 20-17. And they beat the Baltimore Ravens 26-20. Well, last but not least, I really have to talk about the Monday night football game. Well, actually, I got two more games left, for God's sake. I mean... I got New York Giants and Buffalo Bills. Did I really talk about these two games? I think I did. But uh, recapping on what I'm saying, Giants are horrible. Buffalo should score 100 million points. The over, but Buffalo is three and two. Buffalo, uh, New York Giants is one one and four. Uh, Josh Daniels is a different quarterback, I guess. He he's just not that. He's just not that good. I don't know why. He's just horrible. He's just very horrible. Um, he's not the same quarterback of last year. The Giants are plus 14.5. Buffalo Bills minus 14.5, obviously. One, uh, minus 110 for Buffalo. Over-under is 44.5. The money line, you can take the money line. But still, I mean, it's minus 1,100. So is it worth taking the money line? Probably not. I would lower down the uh, the, the amount that Buffalo is going to win. I'll probably tune it down to 10.5 points. But I don't know. This is one of those games that you don't really want to touch because it's not worth it. It's just not, it's just not worth it at all. The Dallas Cowboys, folks. Are horrible, and I gotta feel bad for Polar because Polar was supposed to be the ace of their team for running back. Dallas is three and two, one and two away. 
Los Angeles Chargers are two and two, one and one at home. Um, they have the Chargers only fifty five point four percent chance winning. They ESPN and the whole world still thinks the Dallas Cowboys are good or relevant. They're not relevant. They're not good. Uh, I would stay away from this game. Dak Prescott threw three interceptions in a row last week. Don't know how you can do that. Uh, I guess he doesn't know how to read the defense. Jay Herbert, seven touchdowns, one interception, 1,100 yards. Am I, I, this is the guy I feel bad for. Pollard. Tony Pollard. Supposed to be a pretty good running back. He was the second guy out when Ezekiel was in. Um, he's basically a backup running back. Now he's starting 81 carries, 340 yards, two touchdowns, 4.2. A little undersized. Probably isn't going to be your ace running back, but he's decent. Fantasy football, you know, you might be looking for a new running back because as the year, the year goes by, Dallas may not even play polo anymore because it'll be pointless. Um, well, folks, that's the longest podcast I've did by myself in a while. I'd like to thank everyone that came in and listened to my podcast. I'd like to thank Buzzsprout, Podbean. I'd like to thank um, Apple, Spotify. I'd like to thank other uh, distribution centers out there. Um, I really should go through just to make it fair for all the fans out there. I should really go over the over-under. Two and a half points. I would take two. Oh, my gosh. Thank goodness I went over this. So, Dallas has a minus two and a half, minus 101. The Chargers are plus two and a half, minus 112. And I should also tell you that Eckler is coming back for the Chargers. Fine note. Pick this game for the over-under. No, do not do that. 50.5 is over under. Stay away from that. I would most definitely go with the Chargers same game parlay because I think they're run all over Dallas Cowboys. Doug Prescott's going to throw interceptions. Not going to look good. I'm finished. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I did it so unorganized. I'm watching this guy sell drugs out of my window. This is crazy. Everybody walks by. He stands there. He hands them something. This is nuts. So here we go, folks. Thank you for listening to Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Thank you for uh, showing up. Thank you, everyone else out there. Um, Again, I'm going to try to do a podcast every Thursday and every Sunday to Monday or whatever, those two days for the recap. Peace, love, and I'm out of here.